0: Hello, Paul. Mm. Sorry, he caught me drinking a coffee during the <laughs> countdown. But I thought I'd be able to get it in there, but I haven't. No. Yeah. Morning, Martin. How Morning. are you? Morning.
1: Morning. All right, mate. It is yeah. Tuesday, the
0: 28th
1: of November. Almost Christmas, Paul.
0: Almost Woo! Christmas. You said it, didn't you? You said
1: yeah, that I did. Word. I had to get yeah, it in you there. Just, you um, did it
0: deliberately, didn't you? I, I, did. Yeah. I did. I did. Setting the tone. Uh, Paul loves <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> I um, like Christmas, just not
2: for a month After years of analog success Lifelong media vets Martin and Paul are entering the digital unknown The tech naive duo will either adapt or become obsolete Join these plucky, wisecracking founders as they document the genuine struggles of using machine learning. Will artificially intelligent guides rocket them to digital disruption? Or will the learning curve squash their scrappy moxie? Stay tuned for the triumphant failures of two savvy dinosaurs striving to evolve on the meat puppets.
1: Okay, I'm Martin, and I am in my loft.
0: Not between anywhere and anywhere, just in my loft. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't think one either. Uh, uh, I'm Paul and I'm, I'll tell you what, I'm between my microphone and my chair. <laughs> That's very nice. Very nice.
1: <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to talk a little bit today. Um, a little bit about AI news we missed during the OpenAI saga. For those of you who missed it, there was some massive goings on OpenAI um, last week, which actually turned out to be a storm in a teacup. Indeed. There are a couple of things that have come from that, which we can talk about a little bit later. The main theme of today is, uh, so all those tools that we missed, it seems that rather than there being lots and lots of new tools, and we've said this before, everything's iterating now, getting okay, version twos and version threes yep. of uh, all the tools that we've seen. And one of the challenges that I've had, had—it's been especially with generative AI for music or for pictures or whatever, is that it's been quite hard to wrangle it <laughs> to um, get it to do what you want. You kind of just keep on rolling a dice and go, oh, that's kind of what I want. Oh, that's not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So there's loads of different tools coming out to help you get control over it, uh, which is really cool. So Much needed, I think. Yeah. Uh, Well, if it's going to have a professional application in the way we understood professionalism, it's it's getting better at understanding what it is you want to do rather than just
0: creating something. And that's putting that... um new creative method aside that we've talked about embracing the creative from it being a bit random yeah yeah Yeah. we're talking about sitting down and doing an actual thing (laughs) achieving something that you want
1: (laughs) yeah actually solving a problem you know yeah yeah you rather than oh that's cool yeah let's use that for something it's a series of solutions looking for problems (laughs) yeah Uh, i just wanted to highlight a youtube channel Quickly, well, we're just talking about OpenAI a little bit. So Paul put me on to this amazing guy called Patrick Boyle, (laughs) Um, uh, who's an economist, is that right,
0: Paul? I think so, a finance expert as well, I think, I don't know, you know. Yeah, he's got lots of books out. Um, Professor, one thing or another. Yeah, and he's got this awesome channel.
1: And whilst everyone else was releasing a video every two hours about what was happening at OpenAI, Patrick, as I imagine he is in his velvet jacket, sits back and goes, I think I'll just let this play out. <laughs> yeah. I'll wait for my moment, yeah. and then I'm going to cover it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just going to play the opening 30 seconds of his video entitled Wonderful. What Happened at OpenAI. The <laughs> link will be in the description. But to me, I think he deserves an award for just this opening 30 seconds. <laughs> so here's Patrick Boyle. Sam Altman, the CEO of OpenAI, told The Wall Street Journal last year that AI means that a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. So, he was probably not awfully surprised to lose his job as the
2: CEO of OpenAI last week. There was probably no one better prepared for such an outcome. I imagine that he kept his personal items in a little box
0: next to his desk at work so that nothing would be accidentally left behind in the office when he eventually got the call from HR. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: he's amazing it's uh, the point is that tone it doesn't yeah. change on his videos that is his delivery tone
0: yeah <laughs> but it's just the way he says it anyway so yeah. brilliant i um, do recommend uh having a watch of his uh elon musk because <laughs> yeah? that is uh pretty special as well okay. yeah so that's uh patrick boyle on uh on youtube
1: seems to release a video every other week or something like that but he's brilliant um Right, I'm gonna to go to a sting, and then we'll get into some AI news, Paul. Sting. Cool. Yeah. Um. So, staying on the OpenAI saga, we said last time when we were recording that everything might be different after we yeah. finished recording.
0: But it and, and, it and it kind of is but was more more or less back to square one, minus some big changes, actually. (laughs) Yeah,
1: so so a bullet pointed. Um, Sam Altman got sacked. Uh, A couple of his mates from OpenAI left. All the staff went, no, Sam, come back. Uh, uh, Microsoft went, come work for us. Sam went, yeah, and a couple of his mates went, yeah, all right. And then um, OpenAI went, actually, Sam, why don't you come back? And we'll sack all the board and do what you want. Yeah. And he went, all right. Yeah, and everything is back to the way it was. Yeah, so
0: it, it, an even shorter version. The board got rid of him. The staff yeah. went, we're leaving if you do that. The board got him back, and then he sacked the board.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a better one. That is a much better <laughs> description of it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy. And if you watched uh, that Patrick Boyle video that we just played, he's got a great assessment of it about why the governance of these companies is absolutely crazy. So if you are interested in that side of things, yeah, it's worth having a watch. Um, but out of all this, now there was so much conspiracy theory going on. I think it was Tuesday last week, so a week ago, this Reuters um, article came out. And was, everyone was going, "Why did Sam Altman get sacked?" Yeah, and one of the conspiracy theories was somebody's seen something inside OpenAI that scared the living bejesus out of them. Yep. And Sam Altman, I'm, I'm. This is pure conjecture. Um, Sam Altman quite goes, wide, that's,
0: quite widely known conjecture, but
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Sam Altman goes, "God, that's cool," and everyone went, "It's not cool. That like, is terrifying." yeah (laughs) and they kind of had a bit of a falling out about it i think
0: i think the board went why didn't you tell us about this (laughs) yeah
1: yeah so loads of people like worrying about have have they found agi is the singularity happening is what's going on and but then this letter appeared and i don't know if this is true and reuters don't know if it's true but reuters are you know pretty reputable Yeah. yeah 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 um and this is apparently a letter sent by the staff to the board about this thing called Q-Star.
0: Q-Star. Q-Star. Now, I was chatting to Jake about this. Can I just say? Yeah. Um, you know, there's a bunch of nerds, right? Yeah. I was wondering why they called it Q. And I was wondering if it was based on, don't know if you know this character, Martin, but <clears throat> in Star Trek there was a character called Q with godlike powers, literally could whatever he could think of he could make happen kind of thing. You know what I mean? And I was wondering if they called it Q star, as in like Q with an extra star like Q plus plus. (laughs) Yeah, better than Q. Q 2.1. Yeah, Q 2.1, which, you know, that is pure conjecture (laughs) on
1: my part. (laughs) When I read into it, and again, this is sketchy at best, is it was about its mathematical ability. So LLMs are, you know, good at guessing the next word and putting them into an order that seems cohesive. Yeah. Um, And they were saying that it, it could challenge the mathematical ability of anyone in grade school, which doesn't sound like much. And I did read this analysis of it and saying, well, when generating text or answers to text questions, there's not like a, a right answer. If you see what I mean, answer. So it can seem very natural when it's generating a response. Yeah. Because there's a million different answers and a million different ways of putting words in front of each other. Whereas with maths and reasoning, there's yeah. an answer. There's yeah. There's a true answer. This is reading from the Reuters article. Some at OpenAI believe Q star pronounced Q star. Obviously, what are you going to say? Q asterisk. Anyway, <laughs> could be a breakthrough in the startup search for what's known as artificial general intelligence. One of the people told Reuters. OpenAI defines AGI as autonomous systems that surpass humans in most economically valuable tasks. There's another guy I listen to on, on YouTube, which is a guy called Wes Roth. And this is a conjecture again, but kind of ties in with the mass thing. And this is why the mass thing could be important. So if you like our entire financial system, our entire web is based on encryption. Yeah. A mathematical encryption. And then if you get into Bitcoin, the idea is that you it's impossible to break. Yeah. With this, AI, math's whizziness, and like so many GPUs, it's take minutes to break it. Yeah. Nice. And if that happens, then our entire economic system and it, and all our data, it just doesn't work anymore. Ooh. And that was his theory about why everyone is terrified on it. And like, not the end of humanity, but maybe the end of commercial business as we know it.
0: Oh, you're going to like that though, aren't you, Martin? Yeah. <laughs> Just so everyone is aware, Martin is a massive Fight Club fan And of course, the end of that film, what happens? Uh, so at the end of that film is a glorious scene, music from the Pixies Yeah.
1: And uh, they basically take everyone's credit rating down to zero By yeah. um, doing something nasty to the bank It means it erases all records of everyone's credit history And everyone goes back to zero Well, AI could be doing that soon Yeah Uh, Before before Christmas, Mm -hmm. you never know. (laughs) You never know, because as you mentioned, it's a long time to Christmas, Paul, so I don't (laughs) think we should talk about it. Yeah, correct. (laughs) Anyway, if you want to read that article, um, uh, link's in the description. Right, moving away from OpenAI, uh, because it's just taken up far too much of the conversation, far too long, let's see what else has happened. (laughs) Okay, so Runway, an image and video generation model, you can go online and try them, Runway and ML, they have a model called Gen2, and they've introduced a new tool called Motion brush. Mm. So if anyone's ever used um, After Effects or Photoshop, this is kind of like doing a roto brush or a mask brush. You get a picture, you just highlight areas of the picture that you want it to introduce some animation or some movement into. Yeah. So this could be as simple as you know just highlighting someone's eyes, so just their eyes move. Or if, say, you've got a car in the scene on the road and you just highlight the car, then the car will move. Yeah. And you can dictate this separately from camera movement. Yeah. So what I love about this is you can actually direct the action and you can direct the camera. Yeah, amazing. Um, so there's loads of people using that at the moment and there's a link in the description to their announcement of this. And you can just go out, just jump onto Runway Gen 2 and have a look at it. I should say this is only for image to image. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to have an image to start with. I remember we did a theatre show. Yep. where they only had stills. Yes. And they wanted a trailer. And we came up with, or should i should say, Steve, our um, motion graphics guy, yeah, came up with this really
0: good method of animating these stills. I mean, I was just thinking myself then, some of the processes that we used to do, some of that frame-by-frame frame business, you can see professional yeah. applications straight away. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and hopefully there's going to be
1: more control coming, which means you'll get I'd say more traditional videos, if you're comparing it to things that exist already, uh, giving um, creators a lot more control on what they want to do rather than just having to hit
0: Yeah, I I interrupted you there, but I think it was worth carrying on. I think uh, what what Steve used to do was bring still images to life, wasn't Yeah, We'd put motion into still images. Yeah, kind of make it look like a slow-mo shot instead of just a still. Yeah.
1: And, you know... It was a long process, um, but it looked really, really good. And this is kind of the same thing, but just done by AI instead, and a lot more controllable as well.
0: Yeah, in in seconds, really,
1: comparatively. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which I can see why some people get a bit depressed about it. Well, yeah. Okay, staying in the image generation world, um, something new to me, but not new Uh, this thing called Comfy UI. Which uses stable diffusion. So, stable diffusion, as we said loads of times, is an open source image generation model. Yeah. And traditionally, I've used, I say traditionally, like it's happened for years. <laughs> so, since you showed me this about <laughs> two months ago, Paul, <laughs> <laughs> I use this thing called um, Automatic 1111 to control yeah. it. This yeah. is where you put your text prompt in and you can, you, you know, fine tune what you're trying to achieve. Um, But there's this um, thing called Comfy UI, which, if you've ever done node-based video editing, or should I say node-based visual effects, so something like Fusion, I I think this will be really familiar to people. You're not a fan of it, are you,
0: Paul? Yes and no. Uh, It's the worst name product in the world. But I do see how it's way more versatile you know how you can yeah. connect different things to different things and make different things happen. This is all <laughs> really irrelevant if you've never seen it. But yeah, yeah. absolutely irrelevant if you haven't <laughs> seen it. But <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think uh, of a um, There's a there's a, a link example, in the description
1: but, to a guy you know. called Scott. Ah, oh, Scott Scott Devila Devila, uh, however you pronounce his name. Yeah. So he works at Stability AI. Yes, And the guys who do Comfy UI are based in the same place as Stability AI. So they're kind of working on making sure that this always works with stable diffusion. And I suppose the easiest way to describe it, rather than putting just text inputs uh, into a load of fields on a website, which is essentially what Automatic 11.11 is, so it's, um, putting figures in and using sliders, this is like using a load of boxes and connecting them with uh, digital wires. That's yeah. the easy. That's the way I can describe it. But if you have mm. a look at his videos, and uh, Paul put me on to this guy, if you actually want to learn how to use Comfort UI and understand how stable diffusion actually creates images, yes. it is worth
0: half an hour of your life. Definitely. That's the, that's the part, the understanding of the model, which I think you can take into the other interfaces, to be yeah. honest. You know? And I think once you understand the
1: process, I think you can then... Start to creatively use it to generate the stuff that you want, and I think it ties into the once you understand the fundamentals, yeah. Regardless of the interface you're using, yeah, you're going to be able to generate the same things, really.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's one of those videos every, every two minutes you're going, Oh, didn't know that. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> There's
1: another guy, uh, called Nerdy Rodent, great <laughs> YouTube name. So I know, I know. I know YouTube is a strange. This is more my place. level now. Let's get on. <laughs> <laughs> so again, link in the description. Um, so Nerdy Rodent works with uh, does tutorials for Comfy UI. Not as in depth um, as Scar, but you know, in very usable and assumes that you know how to use it. And um, I'd never heard of this before, but there's a piece of software called Krita, which is a like like Photoshop but free. Yeah. Um, and there's another one that we used to use called GIMP, actually, which does this kind of yes. same kind of thing. Yeah. But Krita seems to be aimed at artists, so it's about sketching and about digital drawings. And Krita have done an integration with Stable Diffusion with Comfy UI running in the background. So without getting too technical about it, what you can, what you can do is you can use your scribbles to direct the content of your pictures. So, using a text prompt, so it might be, let's stick with his thing, a nerdy rodent on the street. That might be <laughs> your yeah. text prompt. You can then draw, literally sketch out what you want it to look like. Then, Stable Diffusion via Comfy UI will look at that sketch and then arrange your picture in that format. Yeah. And it's really, you know, it's really controllable. It seems to understand my childhood drawings. Right. Yeah. So, so like if you draw like, a shallow M in the sky. Yeah, it guesses that you want a bird. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if you draw M, that kind yeah. of crap house that you used to draw when you were a kid. Yeah. It recognizes that shape as a house.
0: Yeah, I just want to say this. This is kind of as you go, though, isn't it? It's not. Oh God, that not, is the most not, important thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's not do a sketch and then the thing happens. As you're drawing, it's filling in the details, and you, yeah, it's really cool. You're absolutely right. The uh, picture is constantly updating it,
1: yeah. albeit at relatively low quality. But what's really cool is is that you start to see w- what you're doing in real time and how it affects yeah. uh, the picture generation. And from a learning perspective and learning how to get control of this stuff, it's, it's an amazing experience, really.
0: Yeah. The thing that astounds me about that is the way that your new details blend with the old ones. It's really astonishing.
1: Yeah, it's also a good way of getting to learn uh, what prompts, difference prompts make. Yeah. So literally moving a comma or changing a word will change the generation of your picture. I should say that Criter runs on your computer... And Stable Diffusion, open source, runs on your computer, and anyone can download this and use it as long as you've got more than I think it's six gig of VRAM. Yeah, on your graphics card. But I that's think, pretty. I do
0: believe Comfy UI will run on CPU only, though. It will. It's really slow. But...
1: Yeah, <clears throat> you won't be able to do the real time thing. No. Even if you don't want to download it, uh, I think watching that nerdy road, watching that nerdy rodent video that's in the description is worth it just to see what's possible. And I think you might, I've actually seen a load of people trying this out on LinkedIn yeah, and just p- posting a side-by-side video. Uh, I was thinking of trying to do a tutorial on it, but Nerdy Rodent does a much better job than me. So watch that one. Watch that one. Yeah. Right, moving on to a little bit of text now. So yeah, definitely getting away from <laughs> image creation and back into large language models um, that isn't OpenAI. Um, So Orca 2 has been released. Now, probably not a lot of people know what Orca is. Orca is a large language model, which is open source. So you can download it and run it on your machine if you're so inclined. And Orca 1 was released and compared to like GPT-4, you know, it's not amazing, but it's good. The big difference about Orca 2, and this is something we chatted about maybe about five or six weeks ago, is that it's entirely trained on synthetic data.
0: Do you want to explain what that means, Paul? Yes. <laughs> so synthetic data, sorry, I was furiously typing something into, uh, <laughs> looking for a video on YouTube, which we'll link in the description below Right. When explain right. what it is. <laughs> um, so synthetic data is data created by AIs to train other AIs. Now, I'm going to give you a quick example. There's been a flurry of... Um, Self-driving cars being trained on world situations that have been generated by AI. And the AI literally generates video, which trains the camera and the, the eyes, if you like, of the, the self-driving cars. So we've got AI creating data to train AI. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy when you think about
1: it. It is crazy. So a lot of people were worried about the AI that um, the progress of AI will stop because we'll lose any useful data because they've already crunched through all the data that exists on the internet that humans have created. Their answer to this was to get the models that have been trained on human data to create new data for the new models to train on. (laughs) And the thought we were having about this was that, well, won't it just get really, what's the word, vanilla? Won't it just start to get exactly the same? Yeah, like a feedback loop.
0: Yeah, that was the worry of the large language models uh, trolling the web, which will be full of large language model data. (laughs) But apparently when these models
1: are trained on data, they have so many training points and that dictates the size of the model. So, and the tradition has been, tradition again, just the last year, it's been the bigger (laughs) the data that it's trained on, the better the LLM. So the more amount of training points it has... the better the LLM. So they have managed to create Orca 2, which can compete with models trained on 10 times the size of the data, which means it's cheaper, it's quicker to respond, it's quicker to train. And I was digging into this, or should I say Wes Ross, link in the description, was digging into this. And instead of teaching it facts and then trying to get it to infer skills from those facts, what it teaches is, so... The large language model teaches the new language model how to work stuff out. So it gives it methodologies, which means that it can work stuff out really quickly and gives it all these new skills, which is terrifying. But it means that uh, essentially, like with the cars, we've got an infinite amount of data. I don't know if Orca 2 is ready for download. I haven't actually tried it out. But looking at those fancy charts that they do that show how powerful it is, it's pretty bloody powerful. And it's open source. The other thing I was going to say about this, this is Microsoft. Yeah. Who own 49% of open AI. Yeah, again. Okay, moving on. Pi 2. So another AI company, Inflection mm-hmm. AI, which is with our friend, not a personal friend at all. We've just read his book. A guy called um, Mustafa <laughs> Sullivan. Feel like a friend. <laughs> Feels like a friend. Mustafa Solomon's uh, company, Inflection. So they've got a new model. That's been released called Pi, yeah, and it's Pi two that they've um, uh, released. I'll just give you some headlines of this. It outperforms Google's Palm two large language model. If anyone's tried Google's AI, yeah, mm.
0: it's not it's not a big brag that one. <laughs> no. no, sorry, sorry, Mustafa.
1: <laughs> but here's their big brag: it's the second most capable LLM in the world, oh, only wow. behind GPT four.
0: Second place,
1: yay. I know, he's shouting (laughs) about second place. (laughs) So anyway. (laughs) We are the second best. (laughs) (laughs) I think the difference is I think it's currently free.
0: Right, there we go. Well, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So you can be second
1: best for free. How
0: much is second second place worth? Is that half price subscription? Or?
1: <laughs> I'm going to read out what it says they can do. So Inflection 2 will soon power Pi. Inflection's personal AI assistant optimizations allow it to be served more efficiently than Inflection 1, despite being much larger. Um, inflection are the people who take safety and security and trust really, really seriously. And I think they were the first people to sign the White House's voluntary commitments on alignment. You remember that uh, Biden was going on about. We talked about that a while back. Um, But the detailed benchmark results are showing superior performance over models like Claude 2. So that we use a lot. Llama 2. Grok, which isn't released yet, which is um, Elon Musk's Twitter's one. Yeah, X's one, sorry. I am so want to see that one trained on Twitter content. It's going to be so angry. I know. Yeah. That'll be fun. So Pi 2 have moved forward, um, trying to get closer to GPT-4. No one seems to be beating that yet. And Claude 2.1 has been released. So Claude 2 was already out. (laughs) They haven't gone to 2.5 or 3. It's just Claude 2.1. 2.1. 2.1. 2.1, very techie. The big thing that they're talking about is that they've got a 200,000 token context window. Woo! Which might not mean anything to anyone. We talked about tokens before, is how much text you can have in your question and your response. Yeah. So the models are limited by how, how many words or tokens. It's not the same. But it's around about 500 pages of context can now be provided to Claude. So you could literally upload a book, not that you should, and then ask it questions on that book. They have noticed one thing with all of this. If you're uploading a large piece of text and asking questions about it, if you're asking questions about the beginning of your text, so say chapter one, the large language model will be really good at answering questions. If you're asking it about the end of the text, it'll be really good at answering questions. (laughs) But if you ask it about the bit in the middle, yeah. don't expect it to be
0: right. Like every human uh, every meeting ever. This is true that. It's, this it's is true. So like a human It makes me giggle every time. The beginning and the end are yeah. what
1: is important. What yeah. happens in the middle <laughs> yeah. that was is asleep. kind of irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kinda of like a film or a tele programme, that, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Or a song yeah great opening yeah great ending bit in the middle just make your way through yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) just has to be good enough to get you to the end
0: (laughs) amazing I wonder where that's come from fascinating that (laughs) yeah
1: so anyway that's Claude 2 anyway haven't tried it we shall
0: see it doesn't really need that big window does it
1: (laughs) no just put the beginning and the ending (laughs) and just ask it to make up the bit in the middle that'll be fine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um right scary stuff we haven't had scary stuff for
0: a while no killer robots yes killer robots oh no i mean well but yes uh, no. <laughs> yeah well
1: you're talking about me wanting destruction bloody hell paul <laughs> anyway yeah. i'm gonna read this so pentagon's ai pentagon's ai that just <laughs> makes me scared that <laughs> can just stop there but it gets worse Pentagon's AI initiatives accelerate... Oh, scary again. Hard decisions uh, on
0: lethal... uh, Autonomous... Uh. You know what
1: the last word is.
0: Bananas. No. (laughs) Yeah. Weapons. (laughs) Oh, my God. So Pentagon's
1: AI initiatives accelerate hard decisions on lethal autonomous Uh. weapons.
0: I mean, we've moved from... I remember... When did this happen? (laughs) It's like we've moved from should we allow drones to make decisions <laughs> to
1: we're allowing them. But yeah. But how do we accelerate it? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> let's, let's, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, okay. the link to this article uh, from APN news is in the description, but here we go. The Pentagon is pushing to field thousands of low cost autonomous drones by 2026 through an initiative called replicator. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. oh no. Uh, this seeks to accelerate AI adoption for military purposes to keep pace with China. Yeah. That, yeah. Fully autonomous lethal weapons will likely exist within years. Uh, we all know they exist already, tinfoil hat. Of course yeah. they do. Mm. Though humans will still supervise. Swarms raise more AI reliability and ethical concerns. Swarms, though. Swarm, so Black Mirror,
0: anyone? I mean... Yeah.
1: There was a video done by a company in Manchester called Space Digital, which oh, was imagining yeah, was really what good. had happened with with Swarms. I'll dig that video out and put it in. Yeah, it was really, really good. good. These are the words I'm focusing in on. Swarms, autonomous lethal weapons, mm. replicator. Mm-hmm. And then imagine they're all trained on... So AI is training the AI autonomous lethal weapons to organize themselves into swarms, Yep. but they're going to answer to humans. Yep.
0: It's also running a factory that builds them.
1: Yeah. So AI has already been used in military operations to track threats, predict maintenance needs, boost soldier performance, and aid Ukraine. Mm-hmm. The industry is advancing, you ready for this, loyal wingman programs mm-hmm. to team crewed and uncrewed vehicles. Mm. Full autonomy timelines are uncertain. And then this is the bit where they kind of go, it's going to be all right. Whilst confidence exists for defensive uses, broader deployment involves AI reliability and ethical risks. Testing challenges exist around evaluating increasingly complex AI systems that nobody understands how they work. No, no. (coughs) The Pentagon may have to accept and manage its risk if it fields AI tech before it is fully validated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's not like I haven't done anything like that before. Put something into the battlefield that wasn't ready or anything. Really terrifying. I mean, what, the Oppenheimer topical a couple of months ago. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. there was. I haven't seen the film yet. To be fair, but there was a lot of talk around that nuclear test, wasn't there? Whether they were going to set the whole atmosphere on fire. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but we'll do it sure. anyway. Push the button. Yeah. Go for it. We probably won't. Yeah. Check the whole atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: so, but we'll look, the only way of knowing is if yeah. we do it. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. yeah, there we go. Then comes in the Titan, Paul. Next story, the Titan. <laughs> Sorry. The Titan I've just at Which one it is? <laughs> <laughs> the Titan of Tech that everybody knows and relies on every day, Google. <laughs> Google have come in with an earth-shattering <laughs> AI announcement. <laughs> Can you hear the dripping of sarcasm? It, yeah, only totally though. So, so Google has launched, are you ready? I yeah. oh, I feel so excited. Do you have a sting before you say this? It's so big. <laughs> I'm going to do it, yeah. yeah. Okay, we're going to go for a sting because this sting. next news is so big. <laughs> Right, I've just collected myself. Yeah. Right. Google, here we go. I'm going to announce it now, sod it. I'm just, not, no more build up. You ready? <laughs> Google has launched a new hand gesture feature in Google Meet <laughs> that recognizes when a user raises their physical hand on camera. It triggers the hand rise icon to notify others that uh. the user has a question. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> but you can see them. on Google Meet, can't you? You can, that's the whole point, isn't it? So if you put your hand up, I think they're more likely to see the hand than the icon. Yeah. (laughs) So not only is it a bit rubbish...
0: But pointless.
1: It's kind of pointless. I'm going to go on with their press release. Nope. The feature uses AI to detect when the hand is visible to the camera, raised away from the face slash body, and held up for a few seconds. When triggered, the hand-raise icon appears in the user's video window and they are moved to the main grid so moderators can see the hand re- the request to speak. Okay, so that's ah. a bit sensible. So it's, it's
0: for massive online meetings, isn't it? You know, yeah. when there's like 30, 40 or more. Yeah. Yeah. I Okay. I mean, it's still a bit rubbish, but
1: you know. But <laughs> <laughs> I love this weather. This allows users to virtually raise their hand to get called on without having to click the button, which oh. could be useful if they're away from the mouse or have dirty hands. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There was a meeting somewhere at Google, wasn't there? Right, look, oh. we're being outshined, everyone. We used to be kings. Yes. I need to know, what have you got? What, anyone, any department, what have you got? Someone at um, Google Meet went, well, we've got this re- hand-raising gesture thing. Uh, I mean, uh, it's, not
1: do. New, I know, oh, it's not in our news. It's not in our news thing, but a student in uh, Mumbai has created AI that will read sign language. Yeah, right.
0: No. <laughs> you, you,
1: you know what I mean. Yeah, this is the this is Google. Oh, and like it Google. follows it follows last month's you know amazing intro- the introduction of portrait touch up capabilities to Google Meet, including complexion smoothing and eye whitening. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. I mean, <sighs> it's
1: depressing that. Yeah. A little bit. Unless they're just hiding something, we have been a bit horrible to Google. We use it every day, but yeah, every day. I know, but just, like, stay out of it. <laughs> Let people, just, just don't announce. <laughs> I
0: can get something good
1: first. I know. Just, we've got something new amazing, guys. Yeah. <laughs> when you put your hand up, it'll do an icon to say you've got your hand up. Oh. No good
0: for me. Rubbish, that. just,
1: What if you talk with your hands?
0: I know a lot of people do that. That was exactly what I like, was thinking, yeah. You'd be and forever being put into the
1: meeting and like going, oh, what have you got to say, Mr. Billington? Yeah. <laughs> oh, just, nothing. I was uh... just scratching my nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that lightens the mood after death, Pentagon AI. Yeah. Anyway. Um, right. Last couple of things now. Uh, this is a news from a little bit ago, which I didn't mention, but it leads us nicely into the tool that we're going to try out. All right. Um, so Pictori AI, which is a tool that you can create video out of text. And um, they, you kind of create presenters that speak your words, basically. So you can create the tutorial videos or whatever you like with it. And they teamed up with, I would say, the behemoth, the king or queen of AI voices, Eleven Labs. Yes. So, um, yeah, so it kind of just brings amazing voice to Victoria AI, which but it brings me back to Eleven Labs, who we've covered before, and we've tried out a few of their things before. Yep. And... Um, and they have released, which in the first instance sounds like a bit of a Google announcement, speech to speech. Right. And you're like, yep. so well, hang on, I can already speak. <laughs> yeah. But it's a little bit more complicated than that. And I think a little bit more useful. And again, with the theme of you know these tools being actually useful to people, I think it is actually a really, really big move forward. But we're going to try it out after this sting. Sing! Okay, Eleven Labs speech-to-speech. Speech. Um, so, um, you can try this out on Eleven Labs uh, right now. You can go and uh, give it a go. But basically, what it is, is um, you... Traditionally in traditionally, I've got to start thinking of a better word than traditionally.
0: <laughs> well they say traditional is all right. I mean, you know All right, okay. Yeah. Historically, not even historically, yeah.
1: recently. Yeah. Previously, previously, and you can still do this. So previously in Eleven Labs, uh what it was really good at is you could type in some text, pick an AI voice, hit generate, and it will just um it'll just create it. Uh, in a way that seems very very natural or one of the challenges we've had with ai voices is being able to dictate the tone and the style and the excitement level of the voice and there's been a few tools out that do this and you might you end up drawing graphs or using some kind of notation to say like you know three exclamation marks means you go yes rather than yes yeah
0: That kind of thing, but
1: it's been quite difficult to wrangle it in the way that you'd be used to directing a voiceover artist.
0: Yeah, quite time consuming, and there's a lot of big, quite a big learning curve for that. Yeah, and a a lot of trial and error. Yeah,
1: which I think has made it difficult for people to adopt in, let's say, a, a, a traditional professional environment as a viable option. Yeah. Um, Although I've seen a few YouTube channels which exclusively use that to create their, you know, and tutorials to create their voices. They're definitely using Eleven Labs. I thought we'd give this a go. Um, And I'm going to tie it in with what we're doing with uh, one of our brands, which is where our city sounds. Yes. So um, a lot of people have been using this for drama, like, to create film trailers and things like that. But I thought we'd go back into our old world and look at it about creating an advert. Because that's our mostly our experience with recording voice has been for recording adverts, which are generally very excited and up. Yep. So one of the products we're releasing is a um, sample pack um, of a 90 synth. So I thought what I'd do is I'd jump into ChatGPT, And I would give it a little bit of information about the product and ask it to write an ad for me. And then I would use that text to put into Eleven Labs, get it to generate its normal voice. And then as a different challenge, I'd then record it in my voiceover voice, which I'll demonstrate in a minute. um, And then change the voice sound. I hope that makes some sense. Yeah, I'm following. Yeah. Okay. So... I'm just gonna play you what Eleven Labs normally does in one of their voices. So this is one of their voices called Lily. Um, and I've just put cut and paste the text in, we won't listen to it all. So this is with this is just like the normal Eleven Labs, and I've picked a voice, haven't really messed with it, I've just took the, the main voice and just gone, right, do this. So here is a little bit of the script.
2: Attention, all music creators and house music aficionados. Get ready to elevate your tracks with the iconic sound. That defined a genre. Introducing from Warehouse City Sounds, the Korg M1 Piano 16 Dirty One.
1: The reason it's put a one in there is because I put an exclamation mark in. Ah, it's changed it to a one. All oh, right, right, okay. Uh, yeah, in the, <laughs> the text, which one. Uh, I know the dirty <laughs> one, which I found really funny. <laughs> um, but so, whereas the voice sounds great, I think, it doesn't sound very advertising, does it?
0: No. It doesn't. Unless it was one of those medical adverts. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, or a tutorial, or yeah. like you know some narration. But yeah. I have been, I have for a while been trying to get it to be excited and up, yeah. and like you know cheesy ad style.
0: Yeah. So with a smile so, on your face, please.
1: With a smile, Paul. With a smile, <laughs> it's one of your favorite favorite <laughs> phrases. With a smile, please. I actually did record this with a smile. Did you? Go- <laughs> um, yeah. So I went to Eleven Labs, and then I went to speech synthesis, and then clicked on speech to speech. Right, and there's a section when you go to speech to speech that you can upload a file, or you can just do it live. Yeah, and it will record it. So, I was going to try and pretend that that's what I was about to do now, and that I'd recorded it live, but I recorded it a little while ago. So, okay, but I literally recorded it like this. I went dive into 88 pristine audio files, expert like that kind yep. of yep. style. So quite quite up. So attention, all music creators. And then got it to spit me out some voices. So do you want to have a listen to them?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now I've banged them into DaVinci Resolve um, yep. and put on a little bit of compression, some dodgy chorus and a bit of reverb. Right. Just because in my mind, that's what you do.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but
1: this is this is in no way finessed. It took me about five minutes this morning. Right. Okay. Go okay. So I'm just going to play a, a few of the different voices. <clears throat>
0: attention all music creators and house music aficionados get ready to elevate your tracks with the iconic sound that defined the genre introducing from warehouse city sounds the court m1 piano 16 dirty
1: i don't think that's that bad no not that bad at all no. i mean no you, you can hear the inflection and, I, and yeah. the weird thing is that voice model is a guy called wayne <clears throat> all right yeah. and um he's american And what I didn't expect to happen was it's picked up my terrible mank accent. Yeah. Or it's de-Americanized it and recognized that it's British and kind of made Wayne British.
0: Mm, Yeah, that's
2: clever.
1: which, Which he isn't. So I was going to play you a couple of others. So again, took exactly the same recording and then changed the voice. So here we go.
2: Attention, all music creators and house music aficionados. Get ready to elevate your tracks with the iconic sound that defined a genre. Introducing from Warehouse City Sounds the Court M1 Piano 16 Dirty.
0: Very Radio 1. Very Radio 1. Oh, did d- d- sound like you said, chord? strangely it did yeah. it's obviously misunderstood me mm-hmm. okay. on that one so right.
1: these are these are some little bits that yeah. i will have to work out it's going to play you a couple of others i'll use a different bit of script so here's another lady i think
2: all 88 notes captures the m1's distinctive expressive quality the heart and soul of edm from the pulsing dance forwards of the underground clubs to today's streaming devices this sound has inspired millions now it's your turn to be part of history
0: so that sounds like a mank girl. Yeah, it does. Sounds like regional radio. <laughs> yeah, it
1: does. But the weird thing is that that's an American model again. I get, okay, weird. It's it ve- think...
0: very northern. It was very northern, inspired yeah. almost. Yeah.
1: I don't think I have a northern accent, but I obviously do. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, there you go. So, to most people, this won't make sense because it's got no music behind it or anything for a radio ad. Yeah. Um, but, but our process when we're recording an ad is we'll get people, we'll phone up a load of different voiceover artists and we'll ask them to do a guide read yeah for the client to then pick which voice they want to do a proper record with. Yeah. And to me, that's this process.
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah.
1: You no, know, we could, you know, they can send us the script and we can just send them loads of different AI voices. Yeah. They can pick the one that they like and then... To direct it, you can just record it in your own rubbish voice. Yeah. Although I didn't expect it to take on my manc accent, I do have to say. <clears throat> um, but do you want to hear it with some music, Paul? Yes, please. So let's try and make this like a real ad. Do you have a, a particular one you want to go with, voices-wise? Uh,
0: uh, I don't know which one was which. I quite oh, like it. Yeah. Go on. Sh- shall I just do one male, one female? So yeah. You get an idea? Yeah. All right.
1: Okay. So here we go. This is... Bear in mind, this ad isn't right for the product, if anyone's thinking of buying it. It's not out yet, no. and the ad will probably be very different. This is just to demonstrate Eleven Live. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> just really heavily caveated. So, yeah. <laughs> here we go. Attention all music creators and house music aficionados. Get ready to elevate your tracks with the iconic sound that defined the genre. Introducing, from Warehouse City Sounds, the Core Game one Yellow 16, Dirty. All 88 notes captures the M1's distinctive expressive quality, the heart and soul of EDM. From the pulsing dance floors of the underground clubs to today's streaming devices, this sound has inspired millions. Now, it's your turn to be part of history. And here's the best part. Warehouse City Sounds offers this pack on a pay what you feel basis. That's right, you decide its value to you. Don't miss out on this chance to own a piece of house music history. Visit Warehouse City Sounds today and add the Korg M1 Piano 16 Dirty to your collection. Here
0: we go. Oh, Timing's is a bit off at the end there. Timing was a bit off at the end there. It was quite good with that build. Quite like that track though. What is it? Uh, <laughs> I think it might be
1: one of yours, Paul. Oh, amazing! <laughs> I think it might be one of yours using the Korg M1 Piano. I think you're right. You know. <laughs> It's really cool that track though It is really cool All right, I'm just going to do the Radio 1 mix Now There's one lady which felt This feels very Radio 1 Okay yeah Very dance anthems Okay yeah This one hasn't taken so much of my northern accent I'm sure the settings in 11 labs you can tweak this with Right yeah Last one.
2: Attention, all new to creators and house music aficionados. Get ready to elevate your tracks with the iconic sound that defined a genre. Introducing from Warehouse City Sounds, the Chord M1 Piano 16 Dirty. Every note captures the M1's distinctive expressive quality, the heart and soul of EDM. From the pulsing dance floors of the underground clubs to today's streaming devices, the sound has inspired millions. Now it's your turn to be part of history. And here's the best part, Warehouse City Sounds offers this pack on a pay what you feel basis. That's right, you decide the value to you. Don't miss out on this chance to own a piece of house music history. Visit Warehouse City Sounds today and add the Korg M1 PLO 16 Dirty to your collection.
1: Do have to apologise for what we refer to as Craig Leader music edits. Sorry, Craig. Nothing personal. <laughs> mix is a bit upside down as well. But hey, you yeah, know, the mix. Fast. Yeah, no, I know. I yeah. know.
0: So but, how many um, times
1: did we play that advert then? I think we played it four times. Oh
0: yeah, there we go. <laughs> I know. We've got ads, Paul. <laughs> We've got ads. So it's itself. for example. It's, yeah, it's for tutorial yeah. purposes only. Well, Come it, on. Well, it absolutely is. It, it is absolutely is.
1: Yeah, um, it's not even
0: the ad anyway. So there we go. Yeah. Yeah,
1: so there you go. 11 Labs, maybe this will be what shifts the needle a little bit. Mm. I mean, ages ago, we did an episode where we cloned uh, an actor's friend's voice. Yep. And um, not an actor's friend, a friend who is an actor. A friend who is
0: an actor, yeah. (laughs) And a voiceover We've got the friend of an actor on today. (laughs) (laughs) That's the calibre of guests we have. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's the the Googlefication of podcast guests.
0: (laughs) LAUGHTER
1: so, you know an actor. Sellers, <laughs> how did you meet him? Was he interesting? What do you think if we cloned his voice? Uh, but anyway, um we cloned his voice using some stuff in Descript. This is about six weeks ago, which isn't long, really. It's an uh, age, I early score yep. then. It's an age in AI, that's six yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean... Uh, and you know this brings back maybe this will mean it gets commercially adopted now yeah because i can see us once we've like worked out how to tame it a little bit that yeah. i i reckon i could use in a commercial environment
0: yeah and just a quick rundown what's the what's the uh copyright laws on that so if you pay their
1: stuff yeah you own it right yeah and those voices are not even trained voices no. those voices are just generated yeah so they have this thing on there, Eleven Labs called Voice Lab where you can just design a voice. Yeah. So. Mm. Are we paying I for that? Eleven we Labs? Have, we have in the past to train, because I trained my voice on it.
0: Yeah. Um, if I've you gots, jump back weird. in on your subscription, do those, uh, are they still there? That your yeah, so my trained voice is still there. Uh, well, I'm inter- I was just interested in um, creating some samples. Yeah. Go on, what do you mean? Using the, using that. Voice samples. Mm. All right. You mean singing? Not singing, though. No. Okay. Give me something to say. Well, there's, because there's, there's, you know, in in house music, in tech house world, if it's an yeah. instrumental, there's always little vocal hooks. They don't necessarily have to be singing. And you can always make okay. them sing afterwards can, anyway. Can, can you give me a hook? Give me a hook, Paul. <laughs> off, off the top of my head. I don't know. Something about the dance floor. Something cheesy about the dance floor. I don't know. Uh, get your body moving on the dance floor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just stick to get your body moving. That'll do. Okay. All right. I'm going to record some stuff. You ready? Yeah.
1: This is proper embarrassing. Right. right. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Get your body moving. Get your body moving. I'm trying to think of one, two. Three. More of a smile on your face, please, man. Sorry. <laughs> you. <laughs> I didn't swear then that... <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Get your body moving. Get your body moving.
0: Get your body moving. That was <laughs> book your tickets now. I know. Book that? your tickets now. Tickets now. Book
1: <laughs> your tickets now. Bring your tickets now. Limited Get your tickets available. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, I'm going to play some voice samples that we want to turn this into. So is Nigel. Whatever happens, take responsibility. We've got Tom Hiddleston-ish, similar to Tom Hiddleston.
2: We are all something, but none of us are everything.
1: Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay, Wayne. We could go for our mate Wayne. The Wayne. heart has
2: eyes which the brain yeah. knows nothing of.
1: It was Tom Wayne right? and some ladies. Okay, some ladies wait right there. Let's go. Nicole. Yeah.
2: If Tom. one is lucky, a solitary Definitely. fantasy can totally transform one million realities.
1: That's dummy. Uh We could go for Mimi. Uh, English, Swedish. Yeah, do that one. Yeah, okay, right. I'm going to generate Mimi based on my voice. This is going to be weird. Uh, generation is done. Get John- your
2: body moving. Get your body
0: moving. Get your body moving. <laughs> Sounds like a granny, weirdly. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah, okay. Get your body moving.
1: Okay, let's just try a different voice. Um, Charlotte Hmm. Let's try Charlotte There we go But this is how quick it is I've not cut any of this out This Mm -hmm. is how quick
2: Get your body moving Get your body moving Get your body moving
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can see it I can see it
2: Yeah
1: Yeah Yeah. Alright one last one Just to see if we could find something that's amazing Was that
0: that whispery one? I quite like that But I wanted to see if If some of that voice will, you know what I mean? That was, mm. Sorry, everyone. We're <laughs> working on it. And something. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Right. It's Tommy.
2: Get your body moving. Get your body moving. Get your body moving. It's
0: interesting, though. I'm going to have yeah. a play with that.
1: Mm. So I'm just going to try Wayne just because I really All like right. Wayne. Go on. Get, and I'm going to mess with some of Wayne's uh, settings so I can make him more variable. Right. And I can do style exaggeration loads. Right. And so 11 Labs is warning me that this is unstable. Right. Now, which I quite like. Yeah. So I'm going to hit generate. Here we go.
0: Get your body moving. Get your body moving. Get yellow body moving. Yellow. Get yellow body moving. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. Yeah. So I'll have a play. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's
1: like 11 that. Labs. We'll <laughs> leave that there. Um, we, we might have caught a bit out there that you missed. Or he might have just listened to us messing around trying to to generate samples. Who knows? Anyway, let's take a sting, shall we? Sting. How long have we been recording for? An hour and nine minutes. All right. So in that case, I think we pretty much just leave it there. We were going to talk about... um, building shops, not real ones. No. Digital shops. Yeah. No. Let's do but it next think, week. Yeah, when we've actually done it, when we've actually
0: finished yeah. doing it. Yeah.
1: But um, so this week we are doing some stuff. So we're, we're aiming at getting products released.
0: Yeah. We've got um, um, an advertising campaign to launch, which we've we mentioned. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're doing an in-person meet tomorrow, which I'm very excited about. Yes. I haven't been out of my house for a week and a half. Yeah, I guess it does get very... Um, I know it's because I was ill it was I was ill last week and I yeah. couldn't make it out it just, mm-hmm. oh. so I'm very excited about going out tomorrow um, and I know we keep on saying we should keep an eye on an AI calendar and what's happening so oh, we can yeah. go oh we've got this coming up yep. well one I can say that Gemini has still not been released no. which is this big model that's meant to be released that does everything that was yeah. meant to come out last month who's so.
0: releasing Gemini DeepMind yeah oh Google yeah <laughs>
1: Right, so they this, this stops this Gemini, this life-changing model, but they've got, hold up your hand to wave. Yeah. Yeah. The only bit I can see that's happening is on the 6th and 7th of December is the New York AI Summit. Mm. And uh, apparently it's all going to be about commercializing AI. Right, yeah. So yeah, if you're interested us. in that, keep a lookout for that. That's me attempting to stay relevant. Yeah. So Are we wait. going to New York? Ooh, can we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I'm busy on the 7th. No. Uh. Anyway, um, uh, that's us for this week. Um, you can uh, get in touch with us on Twitter at Meat Puppets Pod. Uh, we've got tutorials, and this will also be up on the YouTube page mm-hmm. at Meat Puppets
0: Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, we're on LinkedIn still. Are you, are you doing a tutorial about Eleven Labs? I could do. I'm going to watch yeah. that one, and then I'll learn how to do
1: the sample pack. <laughs> Just for you, Paul, yeah. I'll attempt to make a Christmas ad.
0: No, no, I'm not gonna watch it then, am I? Oh, okay, do what you want. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna try
1: and make a Christmas ad. Well, make it topical then. Yeah,
0: anyway, no, it's not not evergreen content. Oh, people only watch it once, like every 12 months, so yeah, so it's like
1: releasing a Christmas single every
0: year yeah Yeah. halfway through saying that I realised what I was saying and then went oh oh God." yeah it's
1: a good idea is what you wanted (laughs) to say wasn't it yeah no but go on go with it 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 won't be out for a week or so Paul it'll be nearly Christmas then so anyway bye Paul bye